It is a big show tonight. Welcome into CHGO Bears After Dark. And yeah, I'm in a mood tonight, so oh this boy. is this is going to be a good one. Uh, oh first of all, uh, we're starting six minutes late. Why are we starting six minutes it's late? It's my fault. Okay, I'm sorry. Traffic. I won't was even put that on your jacket today. Like. Uh, it was really, the traffic was terrible. Tra traffic was so damn miserable. Uh, Herb Howard was supposed, uh, Herb, by the way, yeah. so good to see you and have you in studio, Always my friend. Always good to see you, man. Whether we're at, at, up at Hallis or roaming the streets of Michigan Ave or whatever we're doing, you know? <laughs> uh, so, uh, Carmi, it was, a, it was a hot night the other day in the South Loop. I'm, I'm coming home at 10 o'clock. It was a late night for me. And uh, and I get I'm, my phone goes off. Nobody ever calls me. Nobody ever texts me. Right. Ten o'clock at night, and it, and it's Herb. He's like, "Did I not just see you walk by the firehouse, which is a steakhouse over there?" And so then I peer in, and Herb's sitting at the sweet bar that they got there with a very <laughs> lovely lady. Ten o'clock at night, just having a good night. I was I was why like, "Why do you put his business out like, there like that?" Is this not public? Is this right? not like, on the why, internet? Why you <laughs> <laughs> it's not the internet. No, I mean, I was it was it could have been a fa family friend. I didn't even know who it was, but I was like, Jeez. I was like, wow. Um, no, I was, <laughs> great time, great time. <laughs> I got I got invited in. I, I had one glass of water. Yeah. I left. That was yeah. it. All good. I probably should have checked that. Hey, Matt Nagy, you're in the. Good uh, to see you, buddy. Time to get weird with the carbs. Yes, yes well, it's, it's bears after dark. I, I I didn't think that one fully through. I'll admit it, but so I, I think we're good. No, we're good. Yeah, okay, okay. <laughs> My guy Stephen Nicholas is producing, doing a great job behind the scenes. We've got we're gonna be playing a game tonight that I have never played before. Which is let's play a game. It's called a game. It's spooky. Called, it is spooky do you season. Want to play a game. Yeah, exactly. I, it's spooky I, season. I, I do want to play a game. I want to do who are you? Which bear on the show tonight are you most in love with? We've got four bear candidates. Um, okay. Okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna change that around, the wording around a little bit. I don't want to be in love with any of these guys. Again, in trouble. Not, 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 love is wrong. Who are you, who do you respect? the most love, who, okay who are you I, entertained entertained by okay right. who do you find Impress the most interesting interesting impressive all those who, things who do you who do you who do you vote for just a full just uh, honesty entertainment uh okay. dynamicness dynamicness dynamic like that. that's definitely a word I like that it's definitely yeah. a word yeah and and by the way this is a two drink night i, I got uh I'm, I'm rocking the sam Oktoberfest. carmy i got you oh, a truly, truly i don't drink beer that's okay. That's that's that's. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna out myself right now. I don't. I, yeah. I just. I seltzers are the best thing to happen to me. It, it's it, it's it's not an outing. Uh, also, by the way, we're gonna have one serious conversation tonight. Brian Costin, who works for the Americans for Prosperity Illinois, he's their deputy director. He's doing everything he can to so the Bears will get no public funding for what they want to build in Arlington Heights. Okay. So he's coming up here in about ten minutes. Why do you say interesting? Tell me why. What's interesting about that to you? Well, I mean, <laughs> the part of this plan that's supposed to be publicly funded is stuff that would directly benefit the city of Arlington Heights, which yeah. is why they they can get away with saying we want like the stadium itself apparently is not going to be publicly funded. That's going to be right. privately funded. Right. Yeah. But then the stuff around it is what's going to bring it. But that's also going to bring in revenue to the city. So actually, I kind of think that's fair. Yeah, I mean, I, 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 I think it's fair game. And even if it wasn't, they'd probably find a way to put it on, you know, taxpayer I mean, anyway. Right. Yeah. Right. Everybody does. Right. So, I, I mean, the $5 billion SoFi Stadium in Los Angeles, you don't think that there, there was a lot of. Somebody got to pay for it. <laughs> yeah. There was a lot of city money that went into that. I'll uh, tell you that. I got stuck in there for like two hours after the game last year. Week one. You can get stuck in there. Like legit. I got like, stuck like, in like, there I too. don't know how to get out of here. And that was the first time they had had people actually in the stadium because yes. they opened it up during the COVID season. 
And so people that work there, like, yeah, we don't really know no how to get. No one knew anything. It's me and my cameraman walking around there for like 90 minutes after we were done. We're like, so press conference, is, locker room, write your column, stadium's empty. How do you get out of here? SoFi is so weird because it's built underground. So you walk into the stadium <laughs> at the sixth level of the stadium. That's how this works. <laughs> and then, like, you go, like, down, and there's no cell phone signal. There's no Wi-Fi signal. There's no nothing. And I'm like, for a $5 billion stadium, this thing better have its own cell phone tower. Yeah. Like, <laughs> not the worst place I've ever been stuck, though. So it was fine. I guess that's fair. Palatial. And, and it, was, but, it was very cool. Yeah. And the candy bar in the press box was. <laughs> I, I knew there was a I knew this pairing would work. I knew this pairing would work. They, they let me do, uh, you know, what I want to do on Thursday nights. And I, 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 I love that. By the way, uh, show tonight. I don't know. I'm just playing myself back. I mean, this settle down computer. Let's 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 not make it. Let's not up the degree of difficulty. Uh, Bears after dark. Brought to you by PointsBet. The best way to live your bet life is with PointsBet. Download the PointsBet app today. Sign in with the code CHGO. Get your two uh, first bets risk free up to two thousand dollars. PointsBet. We appreciate you. Also. Carmen does phenomenal work covering the NFC North for Fox Sports. And Herb is literally everywhere. Home base is It's the Bigs. You're doing absolutely uh, just crushing it over there with the videos and the writing. So everybody should be following It's the Bigs and follow Herb and follow Carmen. And and we appreciate you being here tonight. Okay. Uh, Mm -hmm. Before we get to Brian, I want to read you a Chicago Bears, a couple of Chicago Bears stats and find out what you find to be the most offensive of these stats. Oh, God. <laughs> can, I, can I get a most offensive? Oh, it, there, there's there, a lot of there, there, are, there are some bad stats. Um, all right. Uh, the Bears have the 31st offense oh, in thanks, the NFL Tittle. in total yardage and scoring. Who are you pointing at? Tittle. Oh, what's up, Tittle? He called me the guy. I see, I see you, Tittle51. I see you, Gary Ross. I didn't mean to interrupt you. I'm sorry. No, 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 you're good. Fun. It's Bears After Dark. Interrupting is completely and utterly in- encouraged and appreciated. <laughs> uh, so there's the, okay, the Bears offense, 31st total yardage so an, and, and scoring. 31st in yards, 31st in scoring. Yeah. Darnell Mooney mm. is the team's leader in catches. Mm-hmm. How many games have they played? Four. Four games. That'd be four games. Do you know how many catches Darnell Mooney has? Very good, Carvin. Very good. <laughs> He's got eight, eight catches. I'm staring at it right here. Oh, oh, oh okay, okay, okay. <laughs> okay. But honestly, I probably I probably could have come up with that number and like remembered every single one of them because there hasn't been many. I would have so. took the under. Like I wouldn't. I wouldn't <laughs> even hit it. Like no, I know he got the one that it like was like a four yard loss on a screen. Like it's just it hasn't been good. It hasn't no. been good. What do you? Okay, I'll get to that in a second. Um, Justin Fields has been on the on the on the on the field. For 44 series this year, mm-hmm. how many times? How many times in those 44 series did he complete one pass? What? How many? So how many complete? Pa- how many completions does he have? No, no, no. I'm saying he's he's I'll say he, 22. He's walked down to the field 44 oh, oh, times. Oh, like how many series how has many he completed a pass in? Yes, I'll say Herb is light. But the 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 top in the NFL is is uh, uh, Justin Herbert. With he's got two and a half completions per per like okay per series per possession uh, yeah averages two and a half um, does Justin Field average like point eight per series he's not at one 
He's not at one. Yeah, at is, one. It, is it point eight per series? Is it point eight per 30, possession? Thirty-four out of the forty-four. Oh, he has had a completion, so it's up from Herb's twenty-two. Okay, yeah. maybe that's All not right. true. I was just gonna cut it in half and say about half of those things they've completed. What's twenty-four divided by thirty-four? Anybody good at math? Uh, you want me to? Uh, I I am am absolutely amazing at math, but I will tell you. Do you remember when teachers were like, "You're not gonna have calculators in your pockets when you grow up," and like it's, you had to it's, learn it's, how to do it's math? It's like sixty nine. That's, that's seventy and a half percent. Twenty four okay. to oh, thirty four. We were so close to a really nice number. Yeah. Gosh, simmer down. <laughs> bears after dark. I'm allowed. Bear, bear, bears after dark. That's, that's a, how about it's a completely different question. What was your best subject in school? Best subject in school. Just, mm. just, uh, English. Just, it was easily English. Okay. Okay. Because I'm a writer. Because the only time I was good in school was in third grade when I was I rocked the times tables. I absolutely crushed it. I could tell you nine times seven is sixty three. Like, oh, I could I do mean, the like, nines. The rule of nines. I did that. That was great. I love the rule of nines. Are you trying to? Are you trying to get competitive and say you're? I think better so. Better? I did write her. I think she's calling you. I don't. I think, think, I don't I think, think she everything thinks, competitive. I don't think that she thinks you know the rule of nines. Yeah, I, I don't know the rule of nines. I've you never, don't? No. What's the rule of nines? Nine times four, 36. Mm-hmm. Nine oh, times seven, 63. Do you see that? Like one, two, three, four, five, six, three. I got it. Nine, nine times, times two, nine times two is 18. Nine times five is, is 45. Okay, yeah, nobody's Oh, really? I've never even no seen, seen that. No one's seen that? Are no. you kidding? No, no. The hand trick? Does anybody hear of this? No. no, no, no. Oh my God, I'm the only one that knew how to do this on your hands? Did your dad teach you that? Mom, cousin, I have, how do you I notice? don't remember. I don't remember. I think, honestly, I think Barney taught me this, like, straight up. Oh, wow. Wow. <laughs> it was some, like, educational show. Yeah, uh, wow. well... Okay. Yeah. Yeah. No, okay. And, I and every every like multiple of nine adds up. Like if you take the two integers, they they add up to nine. So like forty five is four plus five is nine. Oh, six three six seven two. Uh huh. Eight one. Okay. Nine is a magic number. Oh, I didn't know. I didn't know that. Guys, I'm sorry. This is a sports podcast. No, 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 no. I was no, told no, there'd be no math. <laughs> Gary Ross says that they, that Carmi's right that they taught you that in, in third grade. Thank you. So you know, third grade. This shout is out Chicago Public I'm a, School I'm a CPS, System. Yes, That's what I was gonna say. I'm a CPS well, product. I'm, I don't I'm know. A, I'm, a suburb, yeah. I'm a suburban kid. I don't mean to say Chicago Public Schools. Yeah, I'm, a, I was. I'm a CPS. I mean, shout out to Whitney Young. He should have been a Dolphin, but yeah, I know. You went to Whitney Young. Yeah, everybody should have been a Dolphin. That's right. Um, Kay Adams. Whitney Young right down the street. She went yeah. to Whitney Young. Yeah. That's fun. I I really. I, I park by Whitney Young and I look at Whitney Young and I want to go back to high school and then I think there's something wrong for me for wanting to go back to high school. But it looks so fun. Fun yeah. high school to go to. I'm not going to lie. It was a good time. I mean, they, they're, they're, they're out there having some, you know, there's a soccer practice. There's a... Uh-oh. I just, it, it Braggs is... Braggs is... He wants all the smoke from already Nine tonight. is the same number amount of time Moreno has beaten Carmen Pinkball. You know, shout out to you, Braggs, uh, for, for bringing that up because Herb First in, time I was here. Right. Oh. Nick invites me. Come on, I come on, chop it up. We do bears, and I see the ping pong table. I'm like Nick, you you good at ping pong? He's like, yeah, I beat everybody here. So we get done with the show. Dog walk Nick on that table right <gasps> over there. Kick. I did. Gave him that. Oh. I I so that's what he did. Oh. The same that would have been a really good story if it yeah. was true. I should <laughs> let it go a little longer. <laughs> he did the same thing walking in. It's like I killed Nick. I'm like, you want to play right now? I was and I was I was in my prep mode, but uh, but then Herb threw that out there. I was like, I got let's go. And he's like, No, no, I'm kidding. Yeah, I think you were just trying to like like use me as a medium to beat Nick. Like, cause I said I beat Nick, and you can't beat Nick. Like, if I beat you, then just by yeah, yeah, transfer property of association. Yeah. Yes, yes, um, yeah. No, that, I didn't win. 
I didn't know. That, that didn't happen. Okay, Can I, I, I show the days of the month, too? Oh, you guys know the days of the month on your hands? No. How, no. You, cha- how you tell which month has 31 days and 30 days? No. Man, I, my... I know, I know 30, right. 30 days. So your September. knuckles, right? Okay, the, my the high, The high part of your knuckles. Everybody so do this at home. It's January, mm-hmm. February. So January has 31. Sure. February, I mean, February is 28. Everyone right. knows that. Black but then March has 31. April has 30. April, May has 31. June has 30. July has 31. Wait, what are you doing? Yeah. So are you like, going in between the knuckles? So yeah, in between. So it's like your knuckle is oh. the, are the months that have 31. Oh, and the, the valley between your knuckles, if you count that as another got month, it. it's what has 30 or less, like in the case of February. January 31, February. March. 31. March has 31. April, April has 30. May, May has 31. June has 30. July. July has 31. And then August has 30. So you have to you have to like count like so the, the, this the, as the, like a valley. Yeah, yeah I got it. And I then because then August has 31. September 30. Didn't you go to Arizona State? And then I went to Northwestern. Oh, you know what else works? <laughs> and did you see that? Did you did you see that throwdown? That was amazing. And <laughs> and then I, <laughs> I'm, I guess I mean listen. I like the mind thing. I find it useful. Yeah. Too, way too much. It's like it, every other month works too. Like <laughs> well, I mean, it does. But like if you're if you're trying to figure out without doing all of that, mm-hmm. I guess you can like you can just count. I don't know. It, right. Whatever. That's that's yeah. how that's some that's another thing that they taught us. And then yeah. I went to Northwestern. Thirty days has September, April, June, and November. All the rest have thirty-one except contrary February. Which is twenty eight, except for the leap year's got twenty nine. Okay, so uh, see, he's got another. That, that's what I got for okay, you. Okay, fine. Herb, have it's another. Turn into a three beard show. Cool. Yeah, oh wait, yeah, I, like, just, I like. I like. I like Braggs. Like the Bears beat 49ers. The Forty ers beat the Rams. Rams won the Super Bowl, which means the Bears the Super Bowl. Exactly. By the transitive exactly. property, it's science. It's, it's, I mean, we beat the Bengals last year. Yeah, that, you know what I'm saying? Joe Burrow threw four picks on four straight passes. This is what we got to do, by the way, to just to, you know, because this, this season could get away from us, but we'll talk about that in a little bit. Now, we're also going to play Which Bear Are You In Love With? After we talk to Brian Costin, who is the director, the deputy director for the Americans for Prosperity Illinois. I see him uh, in his palatial estate about to join us here. Now, Brian, I got to I got to set the record straight here. I I know that you guys are are you know like you're 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 a little more of a serious dude than I am around this. Like you're actually trying to do things that with uh, TIF districts and and making sense and trying to help out the taxpayers of Illinois and the taxpayers of Arlington Heights and you've got an agenda. Um, but my agenda is to keep the Chicago Bears at Soldier Field because I believe that the Bears belong in Chicago. I like them on the lakefront. And I have no idea how they can get that done other than, in my mind, you knock the whole thing down, you build it back up, the Bears are going to pay a bunch of money to go out to Arlington Heights and do it. Why can't they do that in the city of Chicago? Why can't Chicago uh, get into some level of partnership around this? But your part of this is that you're trying to make it, if they are going to Arlington Heights, you don't want any taxpayer money to go into that venture. Is that, is that correct? Yeah, we don't want to see the same mistake being made in Arlington Heights that was made in Chicago. And the same mistake that you're talking about is the $400 million of taxpayer money that went into building Soldier Field about 20 years ago? Yeah, the taxpayers are still paying for that. And unfortunately, it seems that the Bears want to move out of that uh, the, the stadium that the taxpayers rebuilt for them. Right. And you, okay. That's an argument I didn't consider, actually. In all these arguments about, like, should the Bears stay, should they go, I don't think I ever considered that, yes, the taxpayers paid for the, all these renovations, and now what? Like, we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna spend more money? 
I guess I guess Arlington Heights taxpayers yeah. are going to spend more money. And, and just to get people up to speed here, you had a meeting with the Arlington Heights Village Board, and it did not go your way right. It went nine to nothing. They voted against you, Brian. Um, and 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 the mayor Tom Hayes is basically considering you a nuisance at this point. Is that about accurate? Yes, pretty accurate. Um, so we circulated a petition. Uh, more than 650 residents from Arlington Heights want to ban corporate welfare, and that would include for a new Bears stadium or the surrounding development in Arlington Heights. Um, and so the, the village board did vote 9-0 against us, but if we circulate and collect more petition signatures, 12% of the registered voters instead of 1%, we can go directly to the voters and the people of Arlington Heights can have the final say. Okay, so, and, and I, I'm paying attention to this a little bit closer than I want to admit. Uh, your, your numbers say that 71% of Bears fans in Arlington Heights want the Bears to come to Arlington Heights. And I went out to Hersey High School when they had a meeting, the Bears had their meeting out there. And let me tell you something, 97% of the people in, in that place wanted the Bears to come there. It was very pro bringing the Bears out there. Borderline hostile to the city, I would say. Um, but you're also saying your numbers are 68% don't want to finance the Bears coming to, to Arlington Heights. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and I believe you want to get these petitions and you want to get on the ballot in the next, what's, is it 16 months? Is that right? Shout out to my friends over at WGN radio where I listened to an interview with this is where I'm getting these numbers. Is that, is that correct? Right. Um, the next chance really is the, uh, presidential primary election, which is currently scheduled for March of 2024, but we're hearing rumors that it might get moved up to early February or late January. Brian, what chance do you give yourself of this actually happening? Like, we're, how, how steep of a hill is this what you're, that you're trying to stop? Well, the steep part of the hill is collecting the signatures. Uh, 12% is very, very high, and it's 12% of registered voters. It's even higher than getting a constitutional amendment on the ballot in the state of mm-hmm. Illinois, which is um, 8% of the people who voted in the last gubernatorial election. So it's like 5 or 6% of registered voters. So that's going to be where our big challenge is, getting all those signatures. But we do have a, a long runway to getting those signatures. There's actually no like number of months that we have to do it, and it's kind of unlimited uh, because of the way that the law is written in Arlington Heights. So we have the, the ability to collect these signatures, and once we do, we think we got a, a really positive chance based on our polling numbers that we will win. Do you think if you win that the Bears will still go to Arlington Heights because they really want to go to Arlington Heights? I do. Um, I think it'll lower the chances a a little bit because obviously the more amount of taxpayer money that they get, uh, the more likely they are moving to Arlington Heights. Um, But I do think that they're kind of bluffing in, in some senses or they're lying because they basically what they said is we could pay for the stadium, but... For the rest of the development, we need taxpayer subsidies or it's not profitable. So if it's not profitable, why are you pursuing the rest of the development anyways? Um, There is a sense that, especially when you see how uh, they responded to Mayor Lightfoot's suggestions when she put out the three proposals for redoing Soldier Field, the Bears immediately pushed back. And so I think that's a strong signal that Arlington Heights is their first option, but um, I don't think it's uh, a slam dunk by any stretch of the imagination. I'm curious, do you have any numbers on the, like every other stadium that's been built maybe within the last 10 years, if all of those have included taxpayer money? 
Because I would I would imagine the vast majority has, and that would be kind of a bargaining chip with the Bears. Like, well, everybody else has done it, so why wouldn't you know? We, this is a fair ask, essentially. Well, there is. Uh, most NFL stadiums get some sort of package. Um, there was a study written a few years ago that said that the average stadium gets about $200 million worth of stadium subsidies. And that number seems to be going up. Buffalo just got a package worth about a billion dollars. But I would point to the Chicago Cubs as the way to do it better. Uh, the Chicago Cubs spent $750 million to upgrade the stadium and the surrounding area, office development, hotel development, retail, etc. And they did that without a single cent of taxpayer dollars. And so there is examples even here in Chicago about how it can be done in a better way. And that's really what we would like to see if they decide to move to Arlington Heights. And if they decide they want something else in Chicago, somewhere else, um, that would be the route that we would want them to go to. Brian, I got Lori Lightfoot right over here. She's not on the show tonight, but I'm just going to send this this video to her. It, what's up, Lori? I, I'm trying to I'm trying to help you out here. I got I got Brian to talk to you. If you were Lori, what would you do, Chicago period, to try and convince the Bears that Soldier Field is where they're supposed to be? How would you How would you try to position yourself at this point? Do you have any suggestions that way? Yeah, I think that the the thing that the Bears want is the freedom and control of being the owner. So I would say to the, the city of Chicago, try to sell it. I know that there's the historical part of the stadium and that is gonna be something that is um, something to work around. I mean, they worked around it at Wrigley Field and they were able to successfully um, rehabilitate that place while incorporating the historical nature of the stadium. So I don't think it's impossible, but I really think what, what the Bears want is they want that freedom, they want that control, and they want to be able to also control all of those revenue streams as well. And the thing about that is if the city of Chicago does that, they sell it, it also goes back on the property tax rolls. The Bears have not paid any property taxes in the last 50 years. So I think if, if that situation presented itself, um, yeah, there's a lot of history there that could um, be an asset to them, but I really think the control, the flexibility, and to be able to own the revenue stream. So I think that that's the, the way that I would go if I was the city of Chicago. I mean, didn't you pay for parking tonight? No, actually. Oh, oh thank God you didn't. <laughs> yeah. but, but the bottom line is they sold off the parking. Found the they only sold... spot in the city that you don't have to. Yeah, they <laughs> so... <laughs> right, you found the three spots in right. the city that you don't have to. Exactly. They sold off the parking. They sold off the tollways. Uh, you know, in the middle of the night, Meg's field got taken down. Yeah. I don't, I don't yeah. see why you can't, why the city can't sell that land to the bears and, and make it some that they get some cut going forward. And to Brian's point, uh, you, you, Hey, that area, the, the taxes are going to be enormous. We're going to reap, yeah. we're going to, we're going to take that in. And yeah. by the way, you know, the bears get their stadium and they get it uh, on the lakefront. Yeah. What's wrong with that? Well, here's the Here's yeah. the thing is that if they are paying property taxes right now, the bears only pay about $6.5 million a year in rent. If they own a property that's worth a billion or $2 billion, the property tax revenue to the city is going to be way more than what they're getting in rent from the bears. So why not try that? Why not try that? Lori, let's sell it to the bears and, and forget about the landmark thing. They can knock down those pillars all they want, build it back up, 
Go play in Champaign or wherever you want to play. Do it. Go play at Sweet New Ryan Field, where by the way, they're you know the Ryan family. That's I, I, I wish that I loved something in life as much as the Ryan family, <laughs> family loves, loves Northwestern football. I mean, they yeah. really, <laughs> Northwestern athletics. <laughs> I mean, whatever that thing's going to cost seven hundred and fifty billion dollars, mm. a million over hundred. I don't even know what it is. It's a lot. Of, it's a lot of that place. Is Seven hundred fifty million. Seven hundred fifty million. Yeah, right, seven billion. I got it. I got it. Seven hundred fifty million. That place is going to be sweet. So go play there for a couple of years. Granted, it's thirty five thousand. That's probably not the best. I was going to say solution. the capacity is drastically limited. Two years. Two years, Carmi. Uh, all right, Brian. Listen, I I, uh, I I know you're climbing uphill, and 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 I I how many people you got out there trying to get petitions? Well, we're taking a little pause right now between we just Monday was when the vote was. Uh, before we start circulating new petitions, we might um, try to amend um, our ordinance to be a little bit narrower. That's some of the feedback that we got from the people of Arlington Heights. So we're going to have some meetings and stuff like that. But hopefully um, early next year, we'll have those petitions circulating. And we have a lot of uh, people. We had a, over a dozen people circulated petitions for us the first time. And, and hopefully it'll be a lot more the second time. Like public enemy number one, do you right now? People are like coming at you. Hey, Brian, wake up! They're they're going early tonight. Shut up, Costin. Enough with you, buddy. I, I... This is absolutely true. I, I think that right now I am a little bit of public enemy number one in Arlington Heights, but that's okay. We're fighting the right fight, and um, I can take those bullets for everyone else. Oh, good for you, man. Good for you. Keep fighting the good fight. I, I think for the Bears, it, it's it's a win win for the Bears, right? They want to go to Arlington. They get to go. They get to you know generate all the revenue. And if they don't, then they've used the Arlington Heights project as leverage against the city to get the city to pony up, and then the city will pony up, and then they'll stay. Either way, it's a win win for the Bears as far as the money goes. I got to be honest with you guys. We start talking about like billionaires arguing with the politicians about money. I. I, I institute out. I, I, it's not. They're gonna do. They. They. I've never paid taxes in my life. They take them. Like you know what I mean. Like, they, they, they. They take them from me, and then they do whatever they want with them. And so, I. I. I, I get it. Right. I wish they didn't operate that way, but that's how they operate, and that's probably how they're gonna operate in this case too. Um, Brian, shout out to you. I think you're fighting a good fight, and I, I hope you win. I truly do. But either way, I think the Bears are gonna come out on top. Right, and well, that's now we're the whole. Real after dark situation here, but like, hey, I'd pay, I'd, I'd feel okay about paying my taxes too if, uh, you know, we we were actually seeing the benefits of it. But uh, yeah, potholes around here. I have one more question though. Like, so when you yeah. gave the percentages of, um, how many people want the Bears to come to Arlington Heights in Arlington Heights, but then like it was like seventy one percent or whatever, and then it was sixty eight percent though don't want to fund it. Do you think that there's kind of a breakdown of people that realize like, oh, yeah, we want this. And then they just don't realize that, like, yeah, if you want it, you're probably going to have to pay for it. Well, I think that that's, you know, a lot of people have the same viewpoint where, like, this is inevitable type of thing. But what's really interesting about Arlington Heights is that they have this special initiation of ordinance ordinance. I know that's a little bit of a tongue tied situation right there, but we actually have a pathway to victory in Arlington Heights. And it's the only community in the state of Illinois that has something like this. So my message to people is, is that we actually have a chance this time to make a difference. And ultimately, it, one way or the other, it's gonna be up to the people of Arlington Heights, not just the politicians. Okay. Brian, appreciate you making time. And uh, we're following along, man. You, 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 you reach out to at the Carm on Twitter if you need anything, all right? Thank you so much for having me. All right, Brian Costin, our pleasure. Uh, he's got a very catchy phrase there. Americans for Prosperity, Illinois. He's their deputy director. 
uh, corporate welfare people, people like that little. Yeah, the corporate uh, welfare co- yeah. like phrase, yeah. the coin, the coin phrase. Yeah, yeah, that one. Says it's a, it's mm. it, it, it's a good zinger. Uh, all right, do we do we move the everyone look at uh, the chat here? Um, first of all, Dan Evans, the Wildcats and Bears both suck. A stadium doesn't make them better. I actually find that to be a remotely interesting thing because there is, I think there is part of Bears land that thinks that they're going to get this sweet stadium. And, be better. and then that means that they're going to start winning games. Well, here's the thing, though. Like, I mean, I don't think it's it, it's not going to work this way. It's not going to work that way. But you would think that, like, if the Bears are making more money, then, like, they would pour more resources back into the team. Now, I don't trust any billionaire owner to do that most of the time. Um, I think the owners that are willing to do that already do that, where right. they're, like, not profiting a ton off of the team. But, like... This is the McCaskey's livelihood, so they want to make as much money on the Bears as possible. Yeah, I mean, money, uh, people, I always believe that, you know, money doesn't change you. It, it exposes you, right? You just be more of who you are with money. And so what a we, comment. We, we know who they are. They'll just be more like that with more money. Like, yeah. You know what I mean? The, yeah. If I, if I could guarantee that, like, more money would go back into the team, I'd be like, yeah. yes, boo-boo, make, make as much money as you possibly can. But I don't think that that's going to be the case. And, and and hey, Evans, love you, Evans. But I don't know what college football team you you root for. But in 2020, the Northwestern Wildcats, you know what they did? They won the Citrus Bowl. You know what they did in 18? They won the Holiday Bowl. You know what they did in 17? They won the Music City Bowl. You know what they did in 16? They won the Pinstripe Bowl. Yeah, like every other year they win the Big Ten West, but, like, they don't go beyond that. And it's fine. It's fine. Let's not act like that's not a a, – we've got to give the Wildcats a little bit of something. I know, and I think it's I think it's great because they are like under the most rigorous academic standards of any of these big like football college like college football programs. So like the fact that these guys are really not studying up in Columbus. <laughs> <laughs> rigorous academic standards. That's right. They are. They have they have the top graduation rate of any of their student athletes it's because in the they don't go to the league. That's why. Um. Okay, tell that to Dean Laurie on the Packers. Um, if you aren't leaving school, or is it go to the is NBA? A or the quarterback. He's been a backup quarterback in yeah. this league for Let's, quite some time. What about my guy, the Rashawn coaching. Slater? Her. What about Rashawn Greg Newsom? Slater? Oh. Come on. Oh. Um, Greg Newsom? Darnell Autry? Yeah. <laughs> Pro Cats, baby. Pro uh, Cats. Listen, I'm, I'm, also, the coaching pipeline out of Northwestern is. I'm not a, I'm not a cat hater. Chicago's better when the Wildcats are good. It's just not often. Whatever. We, we, we could, the, the, I swear to I love the, it. The, 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 the cats. Thanks again, Homefield. Oh, 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 I for, okay. I forgot that we got grad student Wildcat here. So we got even more. Grad student Wildcat, yeah. Gra- I mean, I like, I have a, like, it's, it's awful though, because I went to two schools that don't really do well in football, unfortunately. But they were, it was fun. I mean, Robbie's coming right at you. Tell those nerds to go study. What, what's up with that, Robbie? Come on, Robbie. I lo- like, and like, that's the thing is like, I don't ever want them to fire Pat Fitzgerald. And they're, so like, and I realized like there's a, there's a, there's a cap on this. Don't worry. They're not firing Pat Ever. Which ever. is great. It's which, the best story ever. He played there. You know, it just, it. We're, we're not firing Fitz. Love why would you, why Fitz. would you, why would you ever fire Fitz? Uh, okay. Uh, Hoag's coming up here in eight minutes. So let's see. Should we, should we play who's our favorite bear? You want to play? Okay. I'm here for it. Are you Let's here for it? it? I'm here for it. Let's do it. All right. Um, but it's like a multiple choice question, right? There are we have four okay. bears. See, we go. have we have four amazing bears. And uh her, by the way, was straight out dominating in the locker room today. I I I, I was I was watching her hanging with who were you with today? You were hanging with Fields, you were hanging with uh, Yeah, chilling out with my guys Byron Pringle and, and Treston Ebner. 
for like an hour. Yeah. Cool guys, man. I like those two dudes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I like those two dudes. I, I, the, the Bear Locker Room, I got to tell you, um, is uh, – it's a good place. You got a, there's a lot of there's a lot of guys that like that you, that you have a hard time not liking in there. They're good people, you know. Yes, we got good people. If they were in the people profession. Bears would be seventeen and zero. They're good people in there. <laughs> so who do Something we to hang your hat on? Yeah, well, right. Well, it did, but it did. I mean, I just think like if Bears fans could get the experience of hanging out with with these dudes, they'd be yeah. You, you, your love would even grow further. That's, right. uh, that's all I'm saying. But so, all right. Steven, you, who are we going with first here? We can go with uh, Jaquan Brisker. We're okay. Here comes Jaquan Brisker. Uh, this is the longest. This is the longest interview that I did today. So stay focused. It's it's. Oh, these are interviews it? you did. Yes, you're gonna have to live through. Okay, me so it has to. It, I have. We have to grade on a curve. Then is what. <laughs> <laughs> yes, maybe. Uh, <laughs> Brisk, please grade on a curve. This is this is Brisker. How long is Brisker? Brisker is. <laughs> Just play it. You're gonna play it. Okay, here we go. Jaquan Brisker, two minutes. Brisker. I want to get people. I want to. I want to prep you for we what it takes. We only have eight minutes before Adam gets on here. Let's move. Brisker, go. Tell me about going up to Minnesota and facing one of the one of the best in Justin Jefferson. You gotta love that opportunity. Oh yeah, definitely. You know, um, a great opportunity. You know, play. You know, one of the top receivers in the league right now. Um, but you know, we're gonna do what we're doing. What we're gonna do on the, on the defense and handle our part. Are you ahead of where you thought you would be as far as understanding everything, feeling comfortable out there four games into hopefully, you know, super long NFL career? Yes, I feel like I'm ahead, but I could always be, you know, much better. You know, I feel like um, there's a couple, you know, plays that I left out there, but, you know, um, I feel like, you know, the sky's the limit. And then I'm going I'm to show, you know, what, what the real me is like soon. So I'm going to ask you about one play. This might be unfair, but if you could go back to the Giants game and when Daniel Jones comes down to give a block on you, mm-hmm. don't you kind of wish you had cracked the living, you know, <laughs> I see the yeah. smile. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I wish I probably would have just not even touched on probably undercut it, being with speed. I feel like I could have been with speed. I over, over underestimated myself. So I feel like I won't even have to touch him next time. I won't. So. Like with that, that watching that back, I felt could not have been fun. Yeah, watching that back, I was trying to force it and do like my job, but at the same time, I could have just made the play for the defense, and we probably could have got him off the field, or at least, yeah, we probably could have got him off the field. Yeah. Do, was this look, looking back on the whole game, like the setting the edge part? Were you trying to do too much, or was it not your responsibility, like on some of the boots? Yeah, not not, not my responsibility. We made a um, adjustment later, you know, so we made a good adjustment. You know, the coaches up there, you know, they did their job, and we, you know, we all came together. But yeah, not not my job. I got it. I got it. All right, off the beaten path. Will you watch any of the baseball playoffs? The Yankees. <laughs> yeah, Brisker's a Yankee fan. My dad's a Yankees fan. That's the only reason. Uh, a little bit. It all depends. I like watching it when it gets like to like maybe a game or two away from the championship. The Game Five World Series. Baseball's too long. Yeah. <laughs> I'll say, yeah. I won't watch the whole game. At least the, the front or the end. It's way too long. Especially on TV. Watching the TV. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got it. I got it. Thanks, Quan. Definitely appreciate it. So. Is, I mean, come on. That's that's an adorable brisker right there. Oh, yeah. I said, I was like, look at those cheekbones. He looks great. And, and the, Daniel Jones blocked him on uh, with Saquon running, running where a moral missed the tackle. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Jones is out in front. Yeah. Yeah. He's blocking Brisker, who was killing guys in the preseason. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, here comes Jones with a solid block. And I'm like, how, how's that possible? And then he just he, – he, he, he was thinking too much, apparently. Yeah. yeah. Rather than just cracking him. And you've got a little insight to, into Roquan around that one? Well, I thought you were talking about a different play. But on that play, I think he was just trying to, you know, come up and, and, and kind of set the edge. Right? I think he was just thinking more football than, hey, there's the quarterback. I could just blow him up right now. So he did set the edge, and he forced Saquon to cut it back in. But I was talking about another play to the right sideline going the same direction um, where Daniel Jones kind of, like, went out of bounds. And Jaquan had a shot at him. He didn't kind of he didn't take it. He just kind of like ushered him out of bounds. And Roquan was like, "Yo, hit him! Like, like hit him!" <laughs> and on the very next play, uh, it wasn't against Daniels and somebody else, but Jaquan came back and just lit somebody up. I think that Roquan was like, "Hey, don't, hey, don't give him that free pass out of bounds. Like, put something let, on him. Let, 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 there we go. Let's get physical." He, yeah. I thought it was also interesting because when he when he got the one sack that they had in the Giants game. You know, it was like his he said, first sack of his career. His yeah. first sack, right? And he said he set the edge, and I was like, "Oh, he finally figured out what his, he was supposed to do." But that wasn't it at all. They ch- they changed. It was. It's like I'm not a, I'm not a defensive lineman, right? It, that's not my job. But they, whatever strategies they came up with, uh, Allen Williams and company, Bears defensive coordinator. Oh, like they, they the, switched at halftime. Sw- yeah, they the switched. Yeah, they they switched up. Say, just just you you hang here. If they do this, then we want you to. Mm. You know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I guess set the edge, and he did. So yeah. I thought I thought he was messing up earlier in the game, but he yeah. wasn't. Yeah. So all right, I. I mm. Who's For, next? Armand Watts. Let's go. Can we do Armand? Yeah. All right, Armand. This is one minute. Here we go. You look good, Armand. You don't, no, no fixing needed. All right. Uh, we're almost there. This date's been circled. So you getting you get you sleeping a little bit less at night this week, maybe? <laughs> I'll be lying if I tell you it went on my mind a lot. Uh, definitely on my mind, I'm, and I'm just focused on executing this game plan. You know what I'm saying? Of course, I want to have a great game. Uh, being back in that stadium where I've been the past two years and being able to go out there with these guys and be successful, I'm excited about it. I mean, you went against that that offense in practice. That that's legit. They they they, they, they got weapons. Oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, they got a phenomenal offense, phenomenal defense too. If you really look at it, they got players all across the board. So I think if you know we go out there and dominate, how I know we can. I think we'll be all right. This is personal, right? Though it's a little bit, maybe a lot bit. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I'm not really a guy that like to take a lot of stuff personal. But how that went down and uh, all the emotions I had to go through and stuff I had to overcome to get to where I am now, I would say it's, it's kind of personal. Yeah, yeah. Uh, on, on a lighter note, will you watch any of the baseball playoffs? Uh, yeah, I'm a Cardinals fan, so yeah, I'm from St. Louis, so I'll definitely be watching them. Cardinals fan, huh? Yeah. <laughs> They're always there. I don't yeah, know how it is. Yeah, St. Louis, St. Louis forever, so yeah. Appreciate you. No- Armand Watts, we lost Herb because <laughs> when he, once he said Cardinals fan, Herb just walked off the set. Herb's <laughs> <I was> upset. <laughs> now that's your NFC North right there. Yeah. And, well, and it's, I, and well, it's personal for him. It's funny, too, because so the Bears now have Armand Watts. But do you know who the Vikings signed this week? I do. Kyra's, Kyra's Tonga. <laughs> so, like, they basically, and, I Did mean, you? Kyra's had his, his little stop in Atlanta. But, like, now they just basically kind of switched D-tackles. In a weird way. Kyrus F. and Tonga. Right. So, I don't know. Is it the Kyrus Tonga, Armin Watts, like, revenge game? It's, it's, <laughs> Although, it, I, think Ky- I think Kyrus is signed the best. It's, it's, a, it's already one. It's a, it's a sharing back and forth of information. Ouch. But you're not wrong. Tonga versus... I, listen, I like Armin Watts. I'm, yeah. I, I'm a fan. No? 
No, I like him. I think that he's he's added something to the rotation for sure. Mm-hmm. They need all the help that they can get in terms of run stuffers. Yeah. And so he's he showed, he's flashed a little bit for sure. Well, and especially I, now this game. I don't think you're sold. But I, I was surprised that they got rid of Kyrus. I really, really was. I, was I thought too. that they liked his potential. And like I, the like the week before, he had got like the 80-yard pick six in practice, and everybody was kind of like all excited about that. And then he's like, yeah, thanks. You can go now. Well, and this game, though, even in particular, uh, they added Justin Jones to the injury report yeah. with, like, a hip injury. So, like, this is the, the front is – they're lacking, I feel like, on that interior a little bit. I was like, oh, they could be a bright spot maybe, like, prior to the season and now after seeing it. I'm like, you really need, like, a dude at that three-tag. That's, like, that's what it is. Like, right. That's, that's really what it is. You need an absolute difference maker. He can't just be – a guy, like you know right. what I mean, to to, to dominate Guys this defense, dudes. you need the Warren Sapp, the Tommy Harris's, yeah. you you know what I mean. So, yeah, you, you you don't you don't have you don't have the, that that particular guy. I think Justin Jones has been solid, but you need an absolute, you know, game record at that spot. And this 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 game, Dalvin Cook, like you need all hands on deck in this game. This yeah, offense sure. can be explosive. They've got thirty three. They've got eighteen. They got a veteran quarterback. You know, calling the shots, and if you're going to go into that game without your three tech, without your number one corner, it's not good. It's not good. Literally, not one person in the enti- on the entire planet is picking the Bears to beat the Vikings on Sunday. No, but but I, but I'm here for it. Let's go. I picked them to cover. Uh, <laughs> all right. So not win, just cover. Seven, What's seven, the spread? Is, I was gonna, is the spread like, I was going to say it's seven and a half, right? Seven yeah. Half. All right. I got. Uh, yeah. I got. Vikings. I still don't think. Yeah, I they'll cover that. that. You think yeah, so? Justin Jones just Spread could have been. Yeah, mm-hmm. don't cover that. Uh, easy, Robbie. Well, you're probably right about that. But okay. Uh, all right. For all you Big Ten people, or in in the case of Herb, non-big, like kind of sort of dog. Listen, you listen. went to Southern? Yeah. Illinois? Yeah. Go Salukis, man. You know, went up to Evanston, handled business, did what they had to do. Shout out to my guy, Antonio <laughs> James, who's the D-line coach down there. They kicked their ass is what they did. Uh, uh, I don't Yeah. J- Josh Blackwell, who play right now, takes a solid shot at the Big Ten right here. I don't want Josh Blackwell. I don't want you to boast, but after last week, you get you go down, you get the big hit, strip, fumble recovery. Yeah. I want to know what it felt like when they hit at the pillow that night, because that's 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 a nice moment oh, in time. Man. Yeah, especially as a rookie, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, that was a dope feeling. Um, I, I was telling my friends, like my teammates that are in the league now from Duke, you know, I was like, that's what you dream of, you know what I'm saying? Especially as a young guy, like make a play like that in a big game. So. Yeah, it was a great feeling. A great feeling. Huge confidence builder too, right? Like you, hey, Absolutely. can I do this in this league? And okay, right. I just did that. Right. No. Yeah. Definitely. Um, whenever you make your first play in any situation, it's always like a good feeling. Like, man, maybe I, maybe I'm, you know, I'm, I'm meant to be here. So, uh, definitely a confidence booster for sure. Um, hopefully that I can solidify myself in this league. You know, continue making plays like that. So I got a guy on the show by the name of Corey Wooten who went to Northwestern. Okay. And I do radio with Northwestern. And Duke keeps on kicking Northwestern's yeah. ass. Duke. I know you. <laughs> <laughs> What's up with that? Why, what, why do the Blue Devils have the cast number year after year after year? Honestly, you know, I couldn't tell you. Honestly, like, I mean, we always feel like just in general, in general, ACC football is better than Big Ten football. Whoa. You said what I said. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I mean, we always played them really well. Uh, I feel like we always match up with them pretty well. So, I mean, I, I even went to this game a couple weeks ago. Oh, yeah, you did? So I did. Yeah. So, did I just hear that Big Ten football is overrated? I think I heard that. <laughs> no, nah, I mean, obviously you got Ohio State, you got Penn State, you got the, the big sure. dogs. But, I mean, 
across the board, I feel like, yeah, ACC is better. Yeah. I like it. All right, another last one off the board. Will you watch any of the baseball playoffs? Will I watch the Atlanta or the Braves? Yeah, of course. Okay, okay you're a Brave fan. I'm a Braves fan from Atlanta. How many Braves can you name on the team right now? I can name about five or six right now. Okay. That's more than me. So, so yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm impressed. I'm impressed. Congrats on the accomplishment. Keep it rolling. Appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. Dude, straight dog in the Big Ten. Yeah. I mean, he's not wrong. I got it. Really? Is he wrong? Do you, I mean, he, well, first of all, like, you, you, yeah, okay, we could just take out at the top. Well, you're taking out a national champion contender at the top. Sure. Yeah, but, like, uh, the parody doesn't really, really exist in the Big Ten. Like, that's the issue. It's like, you know the top. So it's just like, mm. Well, you know, we got we got we got something going on. Look at the Illini this year. I see no one. I, I see you, Bielema. I see you, Iowa. I see there. Okay, Jake Flanagan, <laughs> best running back in the country. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't yeah, think okay, he's wrong. Fine. I mean, they're, they're 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 top heavy, and then it gets it gets scarce after that. I mean, I, there, there's we're some big ACC, ten. We're talking ACC football now. Yeah, I mean, he he doesn't have a huge leg to stand on there. I was going to say, I think, like, I think yeah, there's more. I think there's more parity, though, right? There's there's more parity in the ACC. In so you know, the the number five or six team may be able to beat the number one team. That's not going to mm-hmm. happen in in the ten. In the the top ten. two or three are going to be the top two or three yeah. year in year out. That's probably true. And I love how they rip on each other though in college. Like it's in the locker room, they are yeah. always just ripping on each other's like schools cool. and stuff like that. Oh, the bets that happen when like each oh. other's schools like play each yeah. other, those are so fun. I've been a part of those too, and it's they yeah. were going at it. And, and Velas was talking about how they were like eight and five, and I can't think, can't remember who he was talking to, and he was like. Yo, he was like, y'all not even, like, ten- Tennessee's never, he was like, we were like eight and five. And Justin was like, there's Velas and Justin's locker right next to each other. And Justin was like, eight and five. He's like, I don't know if we lost five games the whole time I was there. What are you talking I about? I was going like, to say, did he like, even, like, lose the game at all? Like, what are you talking about? You lo- you, how m- Trivia, he lost two games when he was there. I was going to say. As a starter. Yeah. But, like, yeah. in total, he still only lost, like, five. Yeah, okay. And, <laughs> right, when he was playing, two, he lost in the semifinals and he lost in the national championship. That was it. That, yeah. that, that was Justin Fields' college career. Yeah. Which, uh, the more the more we get to be around Fields, uh, just for like brief moments in the locker room, the more likable he he becomes for me. He is just this normal, hanging out, humble yeah. Justin Fields. Yeah, I like. I don't think anybody has an issue with. Well, maybe people do, but based on the press conferences, I, Justin Fields is a yeah. person I, they think they know. I I don't know about like say an issue, but I just don't know if like I don't feel like he's actually connected with the fan base. Like I don't feel like people. It's, it's hard sense. to do when you're part of a losing team. Like it's it's difficult because you're constantly on the defensive. I, th- I think he handles it well. I think you know yeah. to to shoulder that burden. Like everybody's like, and it, it's got to be new for him, right? He's been a beast his entire right. life, so this has to be like one of the first times in his life that he's really, you know, had Struggles. to constantly have people critiquing his on field performance, and so it's got to be new to him. But I think he's handling it pretty well with you know thick skin. He gets a little short and dismissive about it at times, but. Listen, it's not just Justin. I'm not I'm not excusing him or absolving him or anything like that. I'm not saying he's playing well. I'm saying who could play well in in the circumstances right. that he's given right now. Right. And so it's this, it's you know, second offense in 2 years. It's minimal talent around you on the front line, on the outs, out it's it's kids in a tough tough spot. He has to play better too, but right. there's a lot of things that are not in his favor right now. All right. So Fopa on the host here. I I I'm I'm sitting here staring at the screen and looking at the chat and I didn't see that Adam Hogue has has been waiting patiently. I thought he was like straight dog in the show. Uh so so let's bring let's bring in our guy our great leader our beachfront property 
our host. He's ready to rip you a new one right now. He's like, you left me waiting. No, I'm, yeah, I'm good. You just went to, uh, you know, some guy talking crap about the Big Ten over me. That's cool. Wow. <laughs> Do you see Blackwell just Wait, teed Hope's up? Wait, Hope's been your... there that long? Blackwell just yeah, teed I've up. Yeah, I've been watching the whole show here. <laughs> Blackwell teed up your Badgers, buddy. Uh, all right. I have to make one correction, though, because we logged in with the wrong browser, and I'm getting an echo. So give me 10 seconds. I'll be right back. Oh, now we, ha- yeah, now we have to see, wait on. See, now after all that, after all that. You were I, right all along. I think it might have been – I'm might. i not sure who's default there, but uh, we'll, we'll rectify that and have Adam back with us in, in one second, which gives me a chance, by the way, to tell you that the only way, the best yeah. way – not the only, but it's the best way to get tickets t- to your – Sporting event, your concert, your show is through the Game Time Ticket app, which I have downloaded on this phone and I check out 10 times a day. You want front row, you want last row, best value. It's all there for you. You're not going to find a better deal for any event you want to go to. We're talking sports, we're talking concerts, we're talking shows. Download that Game Time app and... um, I like to wait just before game time myself to get the best values, but you know, do your life how you want to do it. Uh, Smart man, uh, right? That's that's where that's you, it, it's worth the risk uh, to wait almost ninety nine percent of the time. But uh, bottom line, if you love CHGO, you're gonna love game time. Best way to support us is by buying your tickets through the link in the description. Thanks to our friends at Game Time Game Time Tickets. All right, Hoag. A uh, lot of conversations happening tonight, and uh, KCL, by the way, has got a chant for you, Hoag, Hoag, Hoagie. Uh, so congratulations on having a chat, uh, a fan who's got a chat for you in the chat. Thank you very much. I think that made sense. Uh, you're, we're having a little bit of a Justin Fields conversation right now, Adam Hogue. Do you, do you think that Fields has actually connected with the Bears fan base? Do you think the Bears fan base feels like they know the quarterback of these Chicago Bears? Do they know him? Um... In, in, like in, in, a, in a fake, real, I love you, I way, sort of, kind of, if that no. makes any sense. No. I mean, I think I think that was definitely there when they drafted him, right? Like, I, it's hard for me to even remember a more, um, a more unified moment for the entire fan base than when they drafted Justin Fields. Like, where everybody was just all in. This is a great move. This is absolutely what they needed to do um and then basically you know they did everything wrong last year and so that didn't help there's kind of a disconnect last year I feel like because first of all he didn't start the season playing he didn't end the season playing there was an injury in the middle of all that too like it was just a very discombobulated season and now everything's gone so wrong um you know, here at the beginning of the season that, yeah, I guess to answer your question, I, I guess my answer is no. And it probably doesn't matter, but I don't know. I just want to, well, I mean, like what uh, constitutes connecting with a fan base? I mean, how many fans get to interact with Justin Fields as a person and all that other stuff? Like you're, the I'm, fans opinion of you is going to be based very heavily on what your performance right, is on the field. Right. Yeah. So, and yes, 
yes. I, like yes, he needs to winning will will help the love that I'm looking for. Winning but, helps everything. But I, I just I don't know. I want the dude to I want the dude to get some love. That's all I'm saying. I guess. Yeah, I think I mean I think he's too he can he can come across as too blunt sometimes or too short maybe right. And I think that you know he had the thing a couple of weeks ago. He's like the fans aren't they don't put the work in. It's us right. And I I couldn't stand how much how overblown that guy. It was like. He didn't say anything wrong, but you know people want to find reasons to, you know, complain, and so they, they they'll do you, it. You know what the other thing, Herb, along those lines, the other thing that I hate because it got it got thrown back on my Twitter timeline today, even, is that comment he made last year in the preseason about the game not being as you know yeah. that fast. Yeah, he, he said it was slower than he thought it would be. Yeah, that was just an honest answer. Yeah, to have a you question. seen him run? Does it look slow to him? A, yeah. Also about a preseason game. Like, it's not like he said that after a regular season game. It wasn't like he was trying to make some grand proclamation that all oh, the NFL is not, you know, the right. speed of the game is not that fast. He was just reacting to one game that he, I don't even know. I have to go back and look, but he didn't play that much. And that, then now that gets thrown back in his face. Like every time he struggled, Oh, I thought you said the game wasn't that bad. Like that's completely unfair. Yeah, I do think, though, like, I mean, look, he makes these comments and then he's conditioned to go like right back into his shell because of all of the like the big deal that we like everybody right. makes about them. Right. Like he said, even a couple weeks ago when he said he needs to show more personality, like that got so much attention. And like he's like, all right, I literally have no incentive to actually like open up because every little thing I say gets dissected in so many different ways, which is just the nature of the business though. Like that's, you're going to like, that's going to happen for anybody. You can't have it both ways. Like either, either, either you want him to say things or you don't. Right. And so yesterday he comes in there and he's got a five, six minute press conference. And everybody's like, what was that? It's like, that's what, that's how people are going to respond when you, when they do say something and you go crazy. Okay, now I'm not going to say anything. You know what right, I mean? It's, right. it's how anybody responds. And so, you know, you can't have it both ways. Either yeah. you want him to be open and honest or you don't. I, I got to spend a, a moment or two of them today, and I just talked baseball. Like I, I didn't want to, uh, you know, I, you're not allowed to. I wasn't going to put a camera in his face. And I'm asking all these dudes, are you going to watch the baseball playoffs? So like, and I, he played baseball in high school. Right. Yeah. So he was talking baseball, and he was adorable. Then at the end of it, I'm like, I, I appreciate it. He's like, he's like, yeah, yeah. He's like, absolutely, no problem. Like, he was, it was just so nice. And I'm like, oh, man, I just wish people would be – that's, I guess, where this is coming from. Real chill, dude. I had a conversation with him today, and I, I won't go into it because I told him I was having a conversation with him off the record. But it was just like, hey, like, he's a, he's just a, he's a regular, regular dude. Yeah, regular. Yeah, all these guys are like that's. I feel like the human element just gets taken out of this way too much. Man. Like this is he's a like all of these guys. They're normal dudes. They're regular people. They're regular people. <laughs> oh my that god! Happen like, to play a, a game for a lot of money. Like, <laughs> for here, but like they have you know all of the same like they deal with all the same stuff in their yeah. life, and then it's but it's put under a microscope and it's hard. I think we well, do that too. Yacht. Except for Josh Blackwell trying to claim that the uh, ACC—that's <laughs> <laughs> not normal. I th- I'm going to clip that let that part just out there, and it will be making its way around Twitter. Just for—I hope everybody takes it for the fun spirit that it is. Yeah, hold Dude, it like to that. Here, he's, he, yeah. Hey, hey, Herb, you know it's like this is my new favorite player. He's like he's a special teams ace. He's yeah. getting downfield, and now he's got to say that. I'm like, come on, man. Not, not, <laughs> not now. He's bugging you. Now he's bugging you. Yeah, you, listen, I, I I think that, you know, I think we do that with them too, though, to be honest with you, like in terms of just like not treating them like people, we are always 
reporting them. Like we're always, it's always reporter modes. Like, oh, can we, can you ever just be like, yo, what's good? Like, what's up? How you feeling? <laughs> like ever. And yeah. it's like, and it's like, oh, they're always on guard. It's because you're always interviewing them. Right. Like we don't always have to be interviewing them. You no, can just be like, yo, what's good? People. Like, yeah. it's fine. And it'll probably serve you better down the line when there's actually something you need to know. It's like, stop everything in an interview. Sometimes it's just like, Yo, what's good, bro? How you feeling? Like every every relationship I have, like in this industry, is based on me genuinely caring about that that out of the person. That's who I am as a person. So I want to go to them and be like, oh, hey, like how are you? Or I'll ask like if there's some sort of connection we have, I'll make that connection. And then if I have interacted with like your mom or your brother on Twitter, I'll say that. And then like Super I you chill. just and then if if you just approach it like. Hey, yeah, I talked to your mom there, or your dad DM'd me the other day, like, you know, because I tweeted about you and he really liked that. Like saying stuff like that, I feel like That's amazing. Who's dad DM'd you? Oh, I get I get DMs from players, parents all the time. Like wow. when I was with the Bucks, I knew so many like I actually probably talked to Deshaun Jackson's mom like all the time <laughs> when he was on the Bucks. Okay. Because she's very heavily involved. And she's awesome. She was great. And so yeah. like anytime, you know, I'd be tweeting about something, she'd either retweet me, she'd she'd DM me, she whatever. Like that's that's pretty commonplace for a lot of these parents. Okay. And I love it. That's awesome. I can dig it. Uh can dig it. hey she followed me when he left the Bucks though. So. <laughs> That was a conditional relationship. Hey, uh, Carlos, by the way, appreciate your super chat. Bears by two. Hey, that was a minute ago that we brought up that no one's picking the Bears, but Carlos is. Way to go, Carlos. You you put that $2 super chat together, and you you picked those Bears by two. What were you going to say, Adam? I I almost forgot Deshaun Jackson was on the box. Was that a hard knock season? Uh, it I think 26 was he on it in 20 because the the hard knock season was 26. I remember. Matt Nagy is. I remember him being. Yeah, I'm ignoring all Matt Nagy's DMs. (laughs) (laughs) Matt Nagy, you're very good at your game. Just Uh, consistently good at your game. Deshaun was very like I didn't know Deshaun that well. I literally knew his mom more than I knew him, which was you know, sometimes that's how it's go how it goes. Hey, hey, Adam. Ravi in the chat was saying that you, you could call a better game than Luke Getze, which I don't think uh, I don't think we want to sub out no Hogue for, Get, uh, for, for Getze. But, however, Getze did speak today. So was there any question that you didn't ask him that you wanted to ask him? You mean the one I was trying to ask him when you cut me off? I didn't. Uh, <laughs> I, 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 I did. CHGO on CHGO crime. That was, that it was, it was, I see. And it was rare because normally when I try to cut somebody off, they're just like, oh, it's calm. I'm just going to power my way through. But, but you, but you, you just, you, you, you stood down. You let me have it. So I appreciate it. I, th- I thought that I, I was like, whoa, that was easier than I thought it would be. Like, I thought I was going to have to keep on fighting, but you, you gave me the wrong way. So I appreciate you. I gave you a false sense of confidence. You thought you were like fighting bigs or something, but it was really I, just your teammate actually, letting you go. I actually thought yeah. I was in it with leisure. I thought never, never stop okay. on Hoag's questions, man. He's got like legit, you know, I, if, football questions. Like, if I had known it was Hoag, I would have let. I would have stopped. I would have pointed across the room. Yeah, go ahead. Like he's got like legit football questions, and not every question in that room is like legit football question. Like, no, my my, my question was like. I'd give myself like a 53% positivity rating on my question, but, <laughs> but, but I thought it was actually decent. Uh, See, Her, Herb and I, Herb and I speak the same language when do. it comes to these, these uh, questions in the press conference. So uh, we have a mutual respect for each other. What, what I was going to ask, it ended up getting asked and answered later anyway, so it's all good. Um, but what I wanted to know was just like the balance that 
he's kind of fighting right now as an offensive coordinator in respect to the play that we've talked about a lot this week, the one where Darnell Mooney came open. And um, they coached him on that play, Justin Fields. They coached Justin Fields on that play to take the check down or run. And it's just like, you know, what is the balance you're fighting as a coach between, you know, making things simple for him, which I believe in. Like the, as, as, the more simple you can make things for your players, the better chance they are going to do what they're being asked to do. Okay. Yeah. yeah. But at the same time, it is the NFL. And when a guy is running wide open down the middle field, even if he's in the wrong spot, you want to get to a point where you have two teammates that understand each other so well, the chemistry that they can um, come together and still connect on that play. But I think the reality is that there's so many things. One, you have the coaching, which they're trying to make things as easy as possible for Justin so that he doesn't commit mistakes. Then you have a lack of trust up front, I think, especially mm-hmm. when you're facing interior pressure, which is every quarterback's nightmare. The worst. Um, and then you, you have a lack of, of, of uh, chemistry and timing that's developed within what is still a new offense. Like, exactly. And you talked exactly. about this the other day, Carmi. It, takes, it took Tom Brady time. You know, to to adjust Look to being in Tampa. Look at Russell Wilson in Denver right now. That's one of the best quarterbacks this league has seen, and like he's struggling, which is also in the same offense for that matter. Yeah, and although they did just show Russell Wilson's numbers, and I caught they caught my eye because uh, as much as the narrative right now is he's struggling so much, his numbers are like double Justin Fields in every single category. Well, <laughs> well maybe Which that's where a couple, you know, like a decade and a half of experience comes in. I don't know. Yeah, I think True. that's legit, though. I think, like, you know, maybe next year you'll see, you know, where Mooney and Justin are able to kind of improvise on the fly. And, okay, maybe I wasn't in the perfect spot, but I'm open. and He'll see me. He can hit me. But I think right now – to, to Hoke's point, he's just trying to do exactly what he's told to do because he's trying to digest this offense still. It's the second one in two years, learning a new language, and he's trying to do that with all these new pieces around him, minimal security in terms of a pocket, and minimal talent in terms of guys just completely getting wide open for him, right? And I think that it, it just, you know, once he's able to – get fully comfortable and acclimated in the system, mm-hmm. it'll allow him to kind of be able to free flow and freestyle and see some things that are outside of the exact design of the play. But right now he's just trying to do it exactly as he was coached up to do it. And people aren't going to understand that. We're going to talk about these four verticals for the rest of the year. We're, <laughs> we're also going to have to what? like, Oh, go ahead, Adam. No, sorry. I just, I, I, and I'd love to hear your guys take on this too. It's like, I still would love to hear a real answer and it probably won't come on the record, but just, from Ryan Poles at some point in being like, what, what did you really think was possible when you didn't give him, you know, like, like, I'm not asking like to spend a ton of money. I don't think that makes sense for the long-term picture, but to not give Justin a whole lot of help this year, Mm -hmm. like what was the thinking there? Was it, was it like, was it this idea that you just a, – a, a great quarterback's going to rise to the top anyway, even if he has to take his lumps along the way? Was it, did, did, was it misevaluation? Did he, did, he, did he think that these guys were going to help more than they have? Because, unfortunately, you know, through four weeks now, 
it sure looks like what a lot of us thought it would be, which is there's just not a, ro- a lot around Justin Fields to really help him get through this. And now he's got to deal with this overanalyzation every single week. And an article that came out uh, on the on the ringer today that I saw, which is just basically like Justin Fields is the worst quarterback in the league and no one should be surprised because he got drafted to Chicago. And that's, mm-hmm. you know, what happens when you get drafted to Chicago. And that's like the stuff he has to deal with now. I just want to know, like, I would love to have a conversation too with Ryan Poles about, all right, show me what your priorities were. Yeah. Like, and I don't care what they are to be like, if you, there, there's obviously a method, there's always a method. There's always a reason. I keep sure. telling people that all the time. Like people aren't just like throwing darts at a board being like, all right, we're going to take this dude. Like there is a thought process behind all of this. And I don't think that we've really ha- gotten a good answer as to what it was. So I want to know, like when you're looking at that board in the preseason, when you're having all your scouts going everywhere and everything like that in those draft meetings, what's at the top of that board? Is it, like how how did you prioritize everything and I, I think that that would go a long way honestly like being that transparent with bears fans and i think that people could be ra- i don't know maybe they couldn't be rational about that but like that but that was the whole thing is like you were always going to be towing this line of are you going to develop your quarterback or are you going to actually try to go out there and have a good season and win games. And I thought that we were all kind of going into this, like a trust the process here of we're going to evaluate Justin Fields, no matter what that entails. And we're going to try and build from the ground up again, because this roster had so much turnover. So my bad. No, go for it. I think, I think both things can be true, right. In terms of what, what, what Ryan Poles is doing. I think he's like, Hey, listen, I'll get you. I'll get you the the shiny new sports car next year, but I need to I need to see if you can drive the minivan. Like just 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 go out there and right. drive. And if you crash it, you crash it. Right. I don't care, right? Or like, can you drive a stick? Right? Can you can you drive a stick? And like, then I will get you the. But the as a coach, though, as a coach, right? I'm trying to win, right? And so and so, yes. Flus and his staff, we're trying to win the game. And so if if what if, if what if it calls for you know 11 passes, I know that was kind of misunderstood. The numbers were skewed on that too. Um, but, you know, we aren't going to necessarily put it in his hands just for the sake of putting it in his hands, right? right? We are going to try and win this football game. And so there's a bit of a, a conflicting interest there in terms of what yes, the GM absolutely. is doing long term, what the coach is doing every single Sunday. Absolutely. And, you know, there's just a natural, you know, conflict of interest there. But I think that ultimately they just they want to know. I think he wanted to get his eyes on him in terms of polls with Justin, get his eyes on him, see how he is in the right. building. Right. How does he study? How does he work? How's he with his teammates and evaluate him based off that as much as, you know, his QBR. Sure. Sure. Go ahead, Adam. You've got a hand on your head. Like you look like you're in pain. Yeah. No, no, that was, I apologize. That was because of a throw Matt Ryan just made in this uh, football game. Yeah, we see it. It was so bad. Speaking of struggling yeah, yeah, was, I don't know if the back ran a wrong route coming out of the backfield or what, but it was uh, it was bad enough that it actually caused me some pain inside. It had nothing to do with what you guys said. <laughs> yeah. Well, But, um, you know, yeah. I just – I, I uh, You watch other offensive lines around the league, and – it's just it's like it's like a different sport they're playing sometimes, you know, like that Eagles offensive line. Well, that's it, the best offensive line it, in football. It, it is, it is, but it's it's. I mean, they're just nasty on every play. Like you watch, even like away from where the ball goes, and there's someone putting someone on the ground, and it's just you know, I I do, I do think that. 
Braxton Jones has some some legitimate potential. Yeah. Um, I don't really understand what's going on with Tevin Jenkins behind the scenes. You know that they don't trust him to play a full game. Now they have to play him a full game, so maybe to, we'll right? start yeah. to see that type of play from him. You know, I think there's probably a uh, ceiling on Larry Borum somewhere. Like uh, maybe mm-hmm. he can be a starting right tackle, but I don't know that he's ever going to be like that dominant type player. And then you got to go out and you, you know, at some point, probably not until the off season, but you got, you got to get some legitimate players there. I, I mean, I'm talking either, you know, using first round draft picks, high first round draft picks on dudes. And even then that becomes a, um, you know, an iffy thing. They don't always turn out. They don't always become dominant, but you know, the Eagles are doing something right. So I mean, you got to find those types of players. I just think there's a tone setter missing on that line. Like, and I think, I don't think that that's something you can get in the draft either. I think you need to bring in some sort of veteran that is known for having that nasty streak to set the tone. Like the Bucks offensive line, I'll, I'll just bring it back to what I've known in my career. Like they didn't become what they were until Ryan Jensen got there. And like he set the tone for everyone because actually that line isn't a particularly nasty line. Like Tristan Wirth smiles at guys when he puts them on on their ass. Like he that's that's like kind of his mo. But the tone was set at the center position by Ryan Jensen, and that elevated everyone on that line. I think, and that's something that the Bears are completely missing. Like you don't have an experienced tone setter, and I think that's what we were all hoping Lucas Patrick could be. But Lucas Patrick also only has a year of starting experience. He was also paired with a very experienced quarterback, so he wasn't responsible for a ton as far as identifications, checks, all that kind of stuff. Like, you need someone to come in there, especially with a young and developing quarterback, to have the experience to do all of that for them, help them out as much as possible, and then set the tone for the rest of the line. Well, it's also frustrating. Like, one of those guys on that Eagles line that I saw – Man, I'm forgetting who put it on Twitter this week, but there was a really good breakdown of what Landon Dickerson did last week. Um, and he was drafted, I think, two picks ahead of Tevin Jenkins uh, in the draft a year ago. You know, and, and he – that was one of those videos I saw where he's just constantly putting guys on, on, on the ground. And, um, you know, there's not much you can do about that. It traded up for Tevin, so I don't know if they could trade up two more picks to get that guy. But it's just – it's – that's regardless of who it is. Like you just want these guys on the field doing yeah. that, yeah. doing that. And it will help your quarterback. Two things before you go, Hogue. Number one, uh, Braggs in the stands, Greg Braggs, you're the man. Uh, Tevin is a tone center, but they don't like the Wednesday practices. LOL. Uh, Carm locker room scouting. If you're just looking at who's the most physically imposing dude, <laughs> Tevin's the biggest, most cut dude in there no of, of the offensive line. No doubt. It's not even close. No, he's he's a, he's a massive human being. You know what and, I mean? And, and it's is. cut. I mean, yeah. he is he's a big ass dude, yeah. and and he's I mean, so uh, what he you don't that, that doesn't you don't fall out of bed and get that he's got to be doing some work. No, I give I give Tevin a lot of credit for you know just the 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 transition that he's had to go through physically, mentally. It's ha- it's had to have been. Uh, a lot from the deal with and he seemed to be taking this stride he's, you know he's making his mistakes he's having his good plays he's having his bad plays but just to kind of go through what he's gone through uh in the last you know just four or five months you know is is, is a lot and so uh, I give him some credit for that they all have to play better I mean there 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 are snapshots of of you know Justin getting the ball and his three and four D lineman right in his face immediately right. and it's like and everybody's like well why is he bailing out so quick the pocket is there. That's fine, right? But it, it, until you've actually stood back there and 
been uncomfortable, right? You're yeah. gonna bail quickly sometimes because you you're, you're expecting that you, they've gotten there too quick, too right. too often. And so now I'm my clock is fast. I don't I'm not, I don't have a three second clock. I got a two second clock, and I'm getting out of here, especially if I have four four speed. Well, I'm and, gone right, and that's also when you talk about. They are going to ruin him if you play him too soon. It, it plays into it because the dude can't settle in and get comfortable and bad habits, and so he's got to kind of relearn that part of it. Yeah. But all right, I think we're out of time with Adam. But I want before before you go, Hogue, I want to I want to I want to get your take on this. So because you're Mr. White Sox too. Oh no! Oh boy! Tony, La- this is a, this is an interesting turn. Big, big. Everybody, just prepare yourselves. Big left turn coming. All right, I'm all right. All right. Just, anyway. just everybody settle. I just love that you. I just love that you said the word White Sox, and immediately were like, "Oh no." Yeah. Know. Well, it's not. It's not. It's not. It's not that bad. One. But so I, I go to the Tony Larusa uh, press conference for for WGN Radio. Okay. So I didn't want to drive down there, so I, I get out of here. I get on the Green Line, and I get off at 35th Brownsville neighborhood. I'm walking, I'm walking to the stadium. I'm hungry. I walk into Jimmy John's. The Jimmy John's person says to me, have you signed up for this? You can get a free sandwich. I said, no, I have not. I will sign up right now. Yeah, they hooked you with a free sandwich. So, so I'm getting hooked with the free sandwich, right? Right. right. That's, what, that's, what I just, that's what I just heard. That's what I thought. So, and I was going to get the $3 Slim Tuna, mm-hmm. but she said free sandwich. So I, I upgraded to the Power $9 Tuna. Let's go. Let's go. Free sandwich, right? Power of nines, right? Power mm-hmm. of nines. Let's, let's do this. And so, so then I, I get... I get this going? I, it's just a very key thing. I get the sandwich, and they're like, that'll be $9.75. I'm like, where's my free sandwich is where this is going, Carmi V., and they're like, oh, you will get an email, and then the next one is your free sandwich. Yeah. You thought you were getting lunch free yesterday. You said free sandwich. Didn't say when. Didn't, you didn't say when. You didn't. You didn't. You, no, you no, got to no, be a little you, dis- did, more discerning. Didn't that. say what, but like I should not have to ask when. You yes. assumed when. Yes. I said Justin Fields is going to be a good quarterback. Didn't, didn't say, say when. when. <laughs> And now I'm sitting yeah. there with my $9.75 sandwich. And I'm like, I just wanted a $3 sandwich. Can I, I wanted to take it. I wanted to return so, it. This, Hope, did I get back? screwed at Jimmy John's or did Jimmy John's okay. play, play a fair game? Yeah, I have your back here. I have your back here, Carm, because Thank there's you. a difference. Like when we tell you if you sign up with points bet, you get a free T-shirt with your membership right. or whatever. Right. If, if I was you were at like our tailgate last week, and we said, hey, sign up here. You get a free shirt. You would expect that shirt right there. But when we, we, if you were to hear that as an advertisement, like Jimmy John's, you know, become a member, get a free sandwich, okay, you realize that there's a process involved. But if it's right there in person, you want your damn sandwich. That's I want my damn right sandwich. I'm with you. Yeah. And they were so nice. I guess I'm too. Uh, you're too optimistic for me. Wait, I'm this honest. has nothing to do with the White Sox. Yeah, like what? Yeah, zero point zero. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't understand what this has to do with the White Sox. No, I, I mean it put me in a good mood for the presser, and I just hung out in there and was like, "This is amazing." Tony Larusa's got a statement. And he's going to read the statement back to us right now, which we all just read. It's a pretty good and statement. It's, it's going to get all. It's going to get even more awkward. And then Rick Hahn is going to get up there. And, and people are going to ask good questions, and he's going to tell everybody that that's a good question. And I'm, thinking, I'm sitting there thinking to myself, like, you're not, you don't want to give the media any credit for even being able to ask a good question. Because um, you're like, okay, fine, I'll answer that one. That's a good question. But, yeah, it was an awkward day. But that's, that's all. $9 on a sandwich. Yeah, but, but and, and Gary Ross, what toppings on the sandwich? 
You want to know what I did for Break the Fast, too, which is a whole, whole other story. A sandwich. Okay, this, I just go, whatever's on the tuna, I, I don't play around. I'm not one of those people like, man, no pickles, no, whatever they put on it, I eat it. Let's go. I'm a real suspect tuna guy. I can't just go grabbing tuna, man. No, no, you know I hear you on that. Like, you right. can't, you, you, you got to know, Jimmy John's is a good tuna now. Do they? They I don't know, man. Um, I'm not a tuna person when it comes to that. I like this fresh, like, sushi tuna. Yeah, it's got to be. I'm not doing that. Do you like a good Jewish deli for your tuna? Where are we getting your tuna? My mom's house. (laughs) That's that's it. That's that's (laughs) the answer. I was going to say, I trust my wife with the tuna, and that's about it. Yeah, that's just real short list. And my mother-in-law. She makes a good uh, tuna salad. Otherwise, I'm out. Really? Nobody will go public tuna? Is that a thing? Yeah, no, it's it's a no for me. Sushi tuna, but uh, I, yeah. I mean, especially not like a Mama, Mama Howard restaurant. tuna. What's in the Mama Howard tuna tuna over there? I've never known. I've never asked. It's always been delicious, and I don't get it at sandwich shops that are all over the country. I'm J- good. Jimmy John's way greater than Subway's tuna. Gary Ross, uh, Subway's way too mayonnaise. It's it's not it's but it's it's not, not mm-hmm. a good look. Uh, all right, Adam, you get to leave. We love you. Oh. I get to leave. No, it's it's fun hanging out with you guys. And for people that were asking, it was a Maker's Old Fashioned. That's what I was drinking. Oh, I missed that. It's my guy. Maker's Old Fashioned. I had one of those the other night. Hogue does it right. He Every- does, man. Hogue is my man. It's <laughs> I love Hogue. I got your. I'll see you guys, all right? All right. Be good, Adam. <laughs> uh, Adam Hogue, sponsored tonight by Greenridge Farm, the Chicago local meat and cheese company, offering you the better all-natural option for his, what did he have? Makers and what? Um, makers Old Fashioned. Okay, well, Green Ridge Farm is the makers of all natural deli meat sausages nice. and their famous meat sticks. Uh, the meat sticks, hard, hardwood smoked for eight hours, 16 grams of protein per stick. We got the chicken, the black forest beef, the jalapeno cheddar, the spicy chili. And right now, when you order any three meat products at GreenRidgeFarm.com, it includes a pack of meat sticks in your cart. Those meat sticks will be free simply by using CHGO at checkout. Uh, can we play the Tevin Jenkins real quick? Because what you said about Tevin is, is worthy to what this conversation was, and then we can have our chat vote on who was the most lovable bear tonight. So this was Tevin uh, from earlier today, a little weird conversation, I would call it, that I had with Mr. Jenkins. So, Tevin, you know what I like about you? What's it? Early in the year when things were a little, like, not maybe going perfectly your way, you just put it all on yourself. You didn't blame anybody. You were like, I, I got to be better. Where, where, where does that mindset come from? I, I, I think it serves you incredibly well because you weren't looking for anybody to save you. You were just looking inside. Uh, I say it probably came from college. You know, uh, Coach Gundy and uh, all those, like, lessons I got from uh, Oklahoma State. It's a... Uh, when something goes wrong, the only person you can blame is you. And every morning, you have to go against that man in the mirror. And you can't escape him. Like, you have to answer to him every day. Did you give your best? Uh, did you look for excuses today? Like, did you do anything? So, uh, those lessons I learned at Oklahoma State, that's what really gets me through and makes me understand the situation. That dude in the mirror, that competition's real now. Hey, that, that, tell you, that, that, that says a lot because you... You can't escape. You can't. You're just bad and different. That's how it is. I saw a thing about talent the other day. Like people, like he's talented. Like talent. Give me, give me a guy who working hard and doing the best that you can every day to be the best 
physically, whatever, that's talent. I don't know if that that makes sense to you, but I thought that made a whole lot of sense because like there's a lot, a lot of dudes that could be sitting in the seat, but like the actual talent to work hard is a whole thing. I mean, it's, everything is like uh, perspective, I guess you could say. Everybody has different definitions for different things. I mean, it's just, but um, I think your definition matches mine and how that goes, but. Um, like I said, it's all perspective how everybody wants to see it. How are you feeling about the season so far? Uh, I feel good about it. I mean, of course, there's the improvements I can make for myself. And uh, I, would, I want my game to be a little cleaner than it is because I do want to be, uh, like right now, as I'm a guard, I want to be one of the top guards in the NFL. And that's a goal I want to try to obtain. Love it. Uh, all right. On a, on a different note, slightly fun note, will you watch any of the baseball playoffs? You know, I haven't been up to date with baseball. I haven't been up to date with baseball, but uh, I'm a Braves fan. It's, uh, I mean, I was watching last year. Is Freddie Freeman still there? He ain't there anymore. Damn it. See, see, I don't pay attention to baseball that much anymore. See, he should be there, though. That I'm was big, a bad job by the Braves. I'm a big Freeman fan. Yeah. That would make you a Dodger fan right now. Oh. Mm. We, we, we're not going to. I'm not sure if I can switch. Let's <laughs> <laughs> have appreciation. Of course. Thank you. That talent question, I thought was uh, yeah. that that mm-hmm. discussion or whatever. I thought it was interesting. It, I I was watching some YouTube podcast, whatever it was, and talk about talent. And it, a lot of dudes have talent, but like like that's like it doesn't even matter. Yeah. Do you have the talent to go out and and push yourself every day to do it? Do you have the I, mental I, I, fortitude to yeah. do that? Like yeah. that's what that's separates every, especially in the league. Everyone is talented. They're Everyone. All They're all good. <laughs> Everyone. All was, those dudes, we'd be like, he's a bum. He's one of the best football players alive. Right. Like, he's great at it. Right. Like, you could consider, <laughs> what, there's 1,300 players in the league. So, it's just like, these are the best, like, 1,300 yeah. players that of, yeah. the mil- of the probably millions that yes. play football. All the dudes and, that didn't make the team this year, they're phenomenal at football. Right. Exactly. Like, every, every guy right. that's ever been, like, taking a practice squad snap yes. is, like, is. So, what separates you at this level is your mental fortitude and, ex- and like, what your mental state is in. And if you can push yourself and the self-motivation you have. Like, you see it all the time where guys have all the talent in the world. They've been the best every level. Then they get to the league. They don't know how to study. Mm. They don't know how to push themselves. They don't know mm. how to be the ones in take the weight care room. Of their and bodies. Take yep. care of their bodies mm-hmm. in the offseason. Like, do all that kind of stuff. And then those are the guys that fizzle out. Plus, like, listen, you know, even if you're the last guy on the roster, you're making a whole lot of dough compared to what you were making before. And then you got to factor in, like, okay, I can go out to eat. I can go out to to hang out. I can do a zillion things that I couldn't do before. And I've got to say no to that, at least a lot of the time, to dial in on what I got to do here. That is a... The discipline. It's a level of discipline that most 20-year-olds, 22-year-olds, 25-year-olds, that's not necessarily, you know, fall out of bed. That's something we talk about. These guys are also very, very young and having to grow up very quickly. Yeah, Yeah, you're you're, you're young. You're relatively rich. You know what I mean? It's it's all this stuff that's... Right. At your at your disposal, and it's like how do you, how do you handle that, right? And yeah. most a lot of a lot of them don't handle it well. What I found interesting in that piece, um, he's not sold on guard yet. Like, I mean, he's gonna do his job. He's like, you know, I want to be well right now while I'm at guard. I want to be you know right. the best guard in the league. That's interesting cool. that you I, see. I see. I always that. hear things and I infer other things. You know what I mean? It's sure. like what I heard and what I inferred. And I what I heard him say was, you know, well, I want to go out and be. Well, right now I'm at guard. I want to be the best guard in the league. It's like, well, you you don't really want to stay at guard too much longer, do you? You still you still view yourself as a tackle, and maybe maybe ultimately that's that's gonna be where it settles for him. But 
That was just interesting to hear. I think when you've spent your entire career at, at one it's position, though, really. and I think that there is there is like a dynamic between offensive linemen and like maybe a little bit of a rivalry between yeah. positions and yeah. stuff like that. I mean, tackles are usually the most athletic For because sure. you're left on an island a lot of the time. But it does take a lot more like th- processing and thinking like the further inside inside you go. Especially so, in this offense, we've heard Getsy talk about the the, yeah. the mental capacity that it takes to play guard in this in this system, system. you know, specifically and we know everything happens quicker there. I think that this time at guard if he does end up back at tackle, I think this time at guard could ultimately serve him well, right? Just in terms Absolutely. of, you know, hand placement and all those types of things. If he gets back out there, I think it could serve him well having kicked inside for a while. That is it's interesting because what I heard in that particular point was like, you, oh, wow, you want to be one of the best guards in the game. That's what I t- – oh, that's, that's what I was like. I'm like, that's a cool thing. Yeah, you, I, but I, I, I think what, other, I think I what you – it the other way. Yeah, yeah. you know, you uplifted that. Yeah. I think you – like, I now you got, got me thinking, like, he's probably looking over at Braxton thinking uh, – Yeah, it was just the way he said it to me, it was like yeah. – well, okay, well, right now I'm at guard. I want, I want to be the... Uh, well, do you think that, too, like, there was a, 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 I don't know, inference from him in general of, like, oh, well, you couldn't cut it at left tackle, so we're going to put you at right yeah. tackle, and then yeah. we're going to put you, kick you in at guard because yeah. you didn't, like, you... To, like, to be told that you aren't something that no, you think enough. you are, right. 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 I think is probably, uh, like, that's another thing that you go through in your head, and you're like, no, I can do this. Like, this is yeah. what I've done all my life. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I think, but, again... It could also just be as simple as he's being asked to play right guard. He is being paid to be an NFL player. He will do what he is asked. He'll do that. And do it to the best of his ability. Yeah, he will. Uh, quick quick vote as we wrap up the show here. Favorite, favorite most uh, appreciated, liked, found of interesting, of, of, found of bear of the day between Jenkins, Blackwell, Brisker, and, and, and Mr. Watts. Chat, please weigh in for those of you who've watched the whole show, especially you, Nagy. <laughs> uh, what? Anybody stand out? Do we have a favorite bear I'm, for tonight's show to wrap this up? A, I'm such an offensive line girl. Like I love the trenches so much. So like it had to probably be between Armin Watson and Tevin Jenkins. But I'm gonna go Tevin because I think he made like made us think the most, and I appreciated the thoughtfulness of his answers, even if your questions weren't the best. <laughs> zing! Wow! Zing! Shots fired. <laughs> V I'm and Blackwell taking shots. No, 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 you no, did a great no, job, Carm. Okay. I'm it's, just razzing it's you. Okay. It's okay. I can always be better. I'm trying to get better. Uh, Herb, what do you got? Uh, for, it, it's Jaquan for me. It's yeah. always going to be Jaquan for me. He's like one of my favorite players on the team already. I think I think so highly of that kid. I think he's going to be a phenomenal football player, and I think he's a, a really good person too. And I, you know, I was joking one day. I was like, this is the first time I've seen you with, you with the hair like all blown out like that and the afro or whatever. Yeah. He's like, oh, I wore it like that before. I was like, okay, that's well, cool. He thinks it's be- he look he thinks it's a better look than it actually is. I was like that that's not a good that's that's not wrong. He's like, oh, it's wrong. I'm like it's, it's not wrong, bro. But anyway, I I, I I do I do like I would go with Jaquan, man. I, I think he's I think I, I'm I'm buying all the Jaquan Brisker stock that I can get. He's another dude that is to everything you're saying likable and young. Jaquan yeah. is young, yeah, he's big, yeah. like. Like yeah. he he looks the part. You talk yeah. about strong safety running that alley. Yeah. Like he he's he's what you want. He's what you want. Yeah, he was a lot bigger and taller the first time I saw him in person at practice. Yeah. Where I was like, oh, this is like those old school safeties. Yeah, this, is, this, is, like, this is like legit strong right. safety. Like, this, this is, is like is, the safeties from like three decades ago. Yeah, this <laughs> is for real. This is this is for real. And yeah. he's he's I like him. I like him. As we say goodnight to everybody, Chi-Town Cornhole, we love you. The number one cornhole provider for Chicagoland and Illinois since all the way back in 2007. These dudes have stood the test of time. Uh, Their signature box style can be digitally printed, colored in vinyl, and painted. 
Uh, the corner bolts have the built-in drink holders. Essential. That's uh, that's, that's It's big time. That's clutch. Mm. They light up uh, LED lighting for the just to make it look that much better. Uh, Veteran-owned and operated. They can ship anywhere for those of you watching from Parts Unknown. They also have the local pickups, corporate designs for your company's next marketing or social event, wedding gifts, and gifts for allocations, especially for tailgaters and backyard barbecues. Which reminds me, uh, CHGO's next tailgate, November 6th, out at Soldier Field, where the Bears should stay, damn it. Herb, you're stopping by this one. I feel Yeah, I, I, I wanted to on the on the last one. I ended up getting dressed for that game. I usually go to the game in my pajamas. Like I we're gonna watch football. <laughs> I wear sweats. Like this is how I go to this is how I go to Hallis Hall, this is how I go to Soldier Field. I'm whatever. Um I threw a little curveball in there and I ended up wearing a suit and I was like, Yeah, I don't feel like walking over to Michigan and Roosevelt and you then don't. walking back right now. So yeah, it didn't happen, but I saw I saw the videos. I know you guys had a great time. I'm definitely looking forward to the next one. Yeah, we we would love to have you. And, and you know, you're never here, so I'll be in Detroit. You'll be in Detroit. Okay, Sorry. okay, all right. When is the next one? November six. Okay, I'll be in Detroit. Dolphins. All right. She already knows her schedule. Don't I do you? know my schedule. Yeah. I have to. That's big. I, I have a whole division to cover. <laughs> yeah, hey, I I I got it. Tommy V's doing it. Yeah. All right. Hey, Herb. Really appreciate you coming down. Always love you. Thanks for having me, V. Yeah. Pleasure. Glad you guys met. I knew this was going to be a good uh, get along yeah. here. Yeah. And uh, everybody who watched tonight, appreciate you always. Uh, love the chat tonight, as I always do. Appreciate it. Steven Nicholas, thank you for producing, my friend. Uh, Bears After Dark is back on Monday. And of course, uh, we got pre and post Sunday when the Bears crack the living daylights out of the Minnesota Vikings. Anybody here picking the Bears to win? No, no, no. That's a no, no, no. No. No, 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 no. Yes, we'll have Herb back, Alex. I, I'll, I'll be asking Herb and so will everybody else around here. So uh, we love Herb because Herb's awesome. Love you guys back. Love the digs here. I always say, I've said that every time I've been in here. This is, it's sweet, sweet digs. I know you guys see this particular set. There's some other sets and there's just a lot of stuff going on in here. It's sweet, very Sweet, sweet digs in the CHGO studio. It's awesome. Yeah. It's so quintessentially Chicago and yeah. I love it. Yeah. It's home. Okay, that's weird. Have a great night. Thanks for watching. We'll see you next time. Bears After Dark.